Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Lori Gervais. Lori, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Excellent. Let's 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 do this. Lori is part of the Gervais Group. They've been named by Forbes as a Best in State Wealth Advisory, and they are the authors of Pass It On. I'm excited to have you on, Lori. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, I'd be happy to. I live just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in a suburb with. My husband, three kids, and a quarantine bulldog puppy. <laughs> uh, yes, our kids convinced us to get a puppy in 2020. Nice. Um, I've been in the investment management and financial planning business for nearly 20 years now. I've had an interest in financial independence since I was young, starting to work when I was 12 years old, being from a small rural town in Maine. It was just in my blood to look for financial independence and really take pride in accountability. So with my strong interest in money management, I went to school for finance, became a financial advisor and a certified financial planner. And now so much of my day and passion is really focused on helping families maintain their own financial independence and managing their investments and financial plan and ensuring that their kids have the financial literacy they need in order to take on that great responsibility of one day inheriting money. And so that's what I do. Yeah, nice. It certainly is that. Um, I was listening to a conversation, and uh, just 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 this weekend we're having a conversation on on Monday, and they were talking about how hard it is for affluent people to for for their children to also become financially successful. And I'm sure that there's a million mm-hmm. different reasons about that, but that's really a big part of your work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest struggles I see. Um, many of our clients are, I'll say, between 50 and 80 years old, where their constant concern and stress is whether their kids are financially literate enough, whether they'll fritter away their inheritance someday, whether the next generation will not only receive anything, but just be successful and fruitful in life. And it is. It's a real struggle, um, a real need out there to have these financial conversations. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's a handful of really, really key and important areas. Uh, You mentioned financial literacy. So just having an understanding of sort of the moving parts about money. What are those other key areas? Is it, is it the emotions? Is it I think, you know, what people really need to understand about managing money is it go it does include but goes beyond the tactical day-to-day management of investments, insurance, debt and taxes, but it's about knowing what you want your money to do for you and it's about having a family vision. You know, then you're managing money with a purpose and a direction. Um and I I mention family vision because this goes back to what you were just mentioning about people being fearful about their kids 
just not getting it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and worrying about them struggling and such. Now, you know, it, we view a family's vision as important because kids will develop a vision for family wealth, whether or not you're intentional about communicating that vision that you want them to have. So forming a family vision gives your family a game plan. It helps everyone get on the same page and crystallizes your family's core values. And we believe having a plan like this in place is crucial for successful wealth transfer and values down the road. And, you know, the reason to have a family vision, it's it's counterproductive at best when family members have different visions for the family wealth, especially across generations. So at worst, it can destroy the family's estate, uh, but also the family itself. Now, corporate America gets this. I mean, they, as, as you know, most most large thriving companies, they have clear, clearly defined mission statement, guiding principles, quarterly goals, five-year plans and such. And they have documents describing their company culture. You know, collectively, those documents and goals help everyone in the company toward a common goal. Now, as a family, you don't need to get that formal about it. But I'm just trying to drive home a point that, you know, having a direction, you know, how that works, you know, when you think about it in the corporate world, people get that. They understand that. So if you have a family vision, then managing money towards that vision, you're, it's going to bleed through in your actions, your modeling, um, your conversations, and that's how you're going to get your kids trained up, if you will, um, to be successful. Yeah, as, as 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 you were talking, I was thinking about some of probably the most popular TV shows or movies uh, revolve around, you know, deception and and people trying mm-hmm. to do certain things with with mom and dad's money and trying to get over on the other kids or whatever it might be. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't set the mm-hmm. vision, then somebody's going to have some other ideas for that. So, and that's yeah. never really a very good scenario when when that actually happens. And I bet it's probably pretty tough to unring that bell once 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 it's already kind of been set in motion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yes and I think if you are having you know I keep saying the word kids but when I say kids I really mean kids from age 5 to 55 sure. you know so there's there's on one hand as you're raising them and so for instance you mentioned our book in the beginning we have all kinds of different ideas and scenarios for while you're raising young children you know, different things to do to teach them about money. But then as they get into their 20s and as they get married and things to watch out for and be handling, but you really, you're training them up really your whole life. You want to make sure you're having these subtle conversations or direct conversations over time, because I don't think any of us want to have a negative family scenario, like you said, between in-laws, spouses, amongst siblings, et cetera. They don't want not only the wealth, but the actual family to be destroyed. If you're having open communication all along and really trying to drive home, getting an internal motivation, getting your children to have an internal motivation, if you will, so that they know how to manage money on their own and be a good family steward for the next generation, then then things are going to plot along relatively smoothly. What I see a lot is people in their 60s to 80s where that didn't exactly happen. And so now much of what they need to do to control the situation is put it all into their estate planning, 
So they have to craft special trusts and, and different, you know, to incorporate different dynamics uh, because they don't think their kids are either ready to manage the money or they're worried about what they might do with the money, et cetera. So unfortunately, they're having to make the plans more like on the back end mm-hmm. uh, because their, their kids have already been raised. They're already in there. They've already gone the path they're going to go. And so they have to resolve it via estate planning. And estate planning, of course, is, is important to me to include that. It's a good tool. Um, but what we're hoping for and just our passion and mission and why we wrote our book is we hope people can educate their kids along the way so that it doesn't come down to, you know, corralling everything through estate planning. And, you know, nothing hurts me more than seeing an 80-year-old lady worried about exactly how her dynamics of her estate plan is going I mean, she should be enjoying her kids and grandkids, not not worrying about the estate plan distribution. Yeah, what a nightmare, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. the last thing anybody wants is to have, and I'm going to use just clumsy language here, but to, to, to have ruined your kids and to have them be expectant or entitled mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants that and so yeah if you get to your end of your life you're 80 or eight, whatever um, and now you're having to, to put in place these mechanisms which control the distribution of money and where it goes and how much you can get and here's when mm-hmm. you can get it that's that sounds crappy so doing doing the work mm-hmm. along the way makes way more sense mm-hmm. and this is something that that you know you don't have to be affluent to do I mean there's no reason that you can't have a family vision um, that, that anybody can't do that. It's just a matter of having the framework for it and understanding all the different components that, that, that really mm-hmm. go into it. Um, mm-hmm. So you talked about um, it's having the family vision, having values, and I imagine, well, I, I'm just curious, what, 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 what are some of the key components? I imagine it's how this is, this is some of the things we spend money on. This is how, um, how we spend time. This is, 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 does it go deep like that or... Yeah, you can, and you can be as formal or informal about it as if you as you would like. If you want to be formal, like the Rockefeller family, I mean, you can craft this, have it all written up and posted in your home or office. You know, have special family meetings, etc. And if you're of a different frame of mind, it can just be conversational too, um, and just how you live and work and breathe. So you can be formal or informal, but what goes into it is you know, having conversations, number one, and I know that sounds so basic, but I have to tell you, that's probably the hardest part for family, mm-hmm. having conversations about money. And when your kids are little, they don't have to be major. You know, you just subtly talk about things. You might talk about how you spend or don't spend money on certain things. You know, you build value-based traditions. You share stories of your grandparents or grand great-grandparents, you know, how how the business was built or how the wealth was built or, you know, everyone's story is different, but explaining how you got there, basically what the trials and tribulations were. I think if, uh, to your point earlier, when you mentioned people being entitled or expectant of something in the future, when they don't see how hard it was to get there, you know, that that's when they just treat money like it's no big deal. So by sharing those stories, in background of how your grandparents or great grandparents or however you are, where you are, that is definitely helpful. And just finding those teachable daily uh, moments, like I said about this is what we do or don't spend money on collectively, for instance, 
uh, deciding how you give to charity or spending time volunteering together, having those meaningful experiences. But you can certainly, even if it's on a scratch pad of paper, formulate an actual, you know, so this is what, this is what we view the purpose of money. I mean, it really starts with that question. You know, so internally, each of us should be asking, what does money mean to me? Because what we've seen is money means different things to people. So it's figuring that out for yourself, figuring out if you're married and have kids, you know, figuring that out for your family and what you see you'd like the direction to be. I mean, really knowing your purpose and, and knowing what money means to you, that's going to be the nucleus, you know, of passing on your wealth to future generations. And if you want to make a two or three sentence or a full paragraph write up of what money means to you, that's great. Um, you can also just live it and breathe it. And, you know, as I mentioned, modeling it, you know, and there's different ways to, to do that. You know, you model work ethic, you model cost consciousness, you, you model saving, enjoying and giving. Um, and in our book, we talk about all kinds of different ideas of how to do things like that. Um, so it can be subtle over the years. Um, but you can also get it down on paper so that in tough times, you're all you're all honing in on what your family views money as. I think that's excellent. And you you, you mentioned that it's um, it's really hard for somebody to to appreciate um, money and affluence and wealth if if they weren't around during the time that it was actually made. Um, cause it's not easy mm-hmm. to make money necessarily. So do you have, you have specific or just, just examples without using names of, of people that have been successful of instilling a work ethic or maybe a grittiness, uh, in, 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 in second or third generations for making sure that, or at least trying to ensure that, that, that kids have an understanding of, of that it takes work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, like you said, I can't name names, but I will say we have several clients that have done it right. I mean, they they do things like bring the kids to the company property where it all began. Uh, maybe the company has grown and, you know, has moved on to a different location, et cetera. But bring them back to that first location and physically bring them there, show them and, and share stories of, so this is what grandpa did and how. Uh, this is where it all began, you know, and have their family reunion there or summer barbecue there to, to help with that reflection. So I've witnessed um, local successful family business owners do that. Um, you also have witnessed folks, if they have followed the Rockefellers over the years or Warren Buffett, families of that level have done the same thing where they bring the family back to those historic places and give that physical, you know, aha moment to the kids, grandkids, great grandkids. So they know you're not just born with this. It doesn't just fall off the trees. You're trying to instill with them that family stewardship of the money. And, you know, for names that I can say, Rockefeller and Buffett, they've done that. Their children do steward the money well. Um, and to the level of our clients where I can't share names, same thing. I've seen success stories like that where the third generation, third or fourth or fifth generation is still running the business. 
um, or if the business has been sold, managing the wealth properly. Um, I've also seen the other side, which is you know part of what drives my passion for more education in this area is that whole notion, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but shirt sleeve to shirt sleeve in three generations. Um, have you heard of that term? No, I haven't. That, what, what that old Chinese proverb is saying is basically the first generation earns it. You know, they roll up their sleeves and build, build the business, build the family wealth. The second generation gets it because they witnessed it. They lived with it. So they, they enjoy it, but they, they understand the work that went along with it. However, disappointingly, they don't completely show or discuss or share with the third generation. The third generation, they just simply live in the ball gowns and fancy suits and just enjoy it. Unfortunately, they didn't experience the hard work. And so they fritter away away the inheritance or the business or, you know, things go awry. And, and that's where that old Chinese proverb comes from, shirt sleeve to shirt sleeve in three generations. So in other words, that third generation or, or their children, they're going to have to roll up their sleeves again and start all over. And, you know, that's really unfortunate because I'm sure the first generation, their whole, not their whole goal in life, because I don't know each person, of course, but you know, much of their mission is that that family business, I keep bringing that up, it might not be the way you built your wealth, but their success, you know, they've wanted to pass it to the second and third generation. And I'm sure they were hopeful that the next generation would be able to use it as a foundation to build upon once again. And it, it's not about just passing on money. I think some people look at it that way, you know, just you know, the wealthy passing on money generation to generation. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at helping the next generation go a notch higher, you know, keep building, you know, having opportunities in life, being able to be college educated or, or take that next step and be entrepreneurial, et cetera. Cause you know, money can be a hindrance. And if, if the first generation and the second generation, if they can build that education, build that foundation so that the third and the fourth generation can also have work ethic and keep that going, it's just about helping each generation grow and expand. Um, it's not about just passing on money, just, just simply, you know, so people can spend it. It's about so that they can have an impact on their family, impact on their career path, impact in the community. That's that's where our passion comes from and the way we view it when we say we're real passionate about passing on that money generation to generation. That's really well said right there. Perfect. Well, Laurie, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I would say, you know, start viewing your finances like the ultra-wealthy do. Uh, we talked a lot about family vision. We've already talked about that. But start building yourself a family office. And what I get by what I mean by that is it and it doesn't need to be a physical family office, but it can be virtual. Build your own team, starting with financial advisor, attorney, a CPA, you know, and it builds out from there. But build out your virtual family office that so you can collaborate with professionals. You can talk with them about your family vision and they can help bring all the parts and pieces together collaborating to help you become financially independent or continue to help your family be financially independent and making that family vision a reality. 
but it does take a team and it takes a team of trustworthy experts. And I would say that would be the next step for anyone who is either on their way or who have already built wealth. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Lori, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Um, they could check out our website at gervaiwealthmanagement.com where they can connect with us and gather educational nuggets for their family. Um, they can also check out our book on Amazon or that's also on our website. And they can follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook to see what we're up to. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Laura your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to gervaiwealthmanagement.com. That's G-A-G-G. Speaking is hard. G-E-R-V-A-I-S, wealthmanagement.com. I'll list all the other locations in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Laurie. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.